大家好，欢迎回来 ，Mommy Chinese. Before we start today's podcast, it's my special thank you time again. I want to say thank you to Chinese Daily. I can definitely tell you working super hard from a username. Thank you for leaving this review. It's great for high beginner. I know about one thousand words and can have very basic conversations. This podcast is perfect. She speaks slow enough to understand and uses just enough English for comprehension. The time, usually seven to eight minutes, is also perfect for quick and repetitive practice. This is now my go-to podcast. Thank you, Chinese Daily, for your review, and it's also my pleasure that Mummy Chinese can be your daily company. Another huge thank you to Milby. You left a really long review sharing your learning journey, and it's so touching to me. Having lived in Taiwan for seven years, you would think my listening skills should be decent. Nope. And to compound things, after moving back to my home country and spending a year without practice, my listening was in shambles. 怎么办 Well, after taking the past month and a half to complete all one three eight episodes of your podcast, my listening is better than it ever was while living in Taipei. It is insane. Now I'm going through your series again at 1.25 times speed, and it's startling how much easier it is to understand your content as compared with the first time. All I did was enjoying engaging stories while stuck in traffic. From one teacher to another, I enjoy your attention to reusing grammar and vocabulary across your series, as well as your decision to vary the difficulty from episode to episode. You are a fantastic educator, and this is the most effective listening resource for learners stuck in an intermediate plateau. It's a lot of work, but I hope producing Mummy Chinese continues to bring you joy for many years to come. Thank you so much, Milby, and that really means a lot to me. I'm also very happy that you noticed the repetition I deliberately plan in each episode. In fact, teaching teenagers Chinese in schools is my day-to-day job. And if my lessons are not interesting, engaging, and if I can't give them a sense of fulfillment of learning, then I know that my career will be over. And repetition is a vital part of my practice. The effect of repetition is just so powerful to anyone who is learning a language. So I'm so pleased that you noticed that. Thank you, everyone, for a very nice review. That's definitely what keeps me going. Anyway, let's start today's podcast. Twenty twenty-three. Population exceeded 中国的出生人口比2021年少了85万，也就是说，中国的人口开始越来越少了，老人也越来越多了。中国现在有14亿人，以后中国会有几亿的老人，那么将来养老产业，养老。Elderly care, 产业 industry, 养老产业 elderly care industry. 那么将来养老产业会不会很受欢迎，赚很多钱呢？今天我们一起来聊一聊吧。现在中国有多少老人呢？二零二二年，六十五岁以上的人。
中国已经有超过两亿人，六十岁以上的人有两点七亿人。到了二零三五年，中国六十岁以上的人会超过四亿人。谁来照顾这些老人呢？在中国，孩子长大了以后是应该照顾父母的。但是有一个很重要的事情，那就是以前的独生子女政策 （one child policy）。独生子女政策。1979年，中国开始独生子女政策，也就是一对夫妻只能有一个孩子。2016年1月1日，独生子女政策结束。从1979年到2016年出生的孩子，都是家里的独生子女。他们现在大约是8到44岁。这些独生子女结婚以后，不仅要照顾丈夫的父母，还要照顾妻子的父母，也就是一对夫妻要照顾四个老人。除了老人，他们可能还要照顾自己的孩子，压力是非常大的。很多人不得不让自己的父母去养老院，养老院 （caring home）。也有的人会请护工来照顾自己的父母，护工 （caregivers）， 护工。中国的老人会选择怎么样养老？大多数老人想在家养老，因为很多中国人觉得家是最好的地方。但是，在家养老也越来越难了。如果老人可以照顾自己，那没有关系。如果老人已经很老了，或者生病了，不能照顾自己，那在家养老就特别难。他们的孩子要工作，而且没有照顾生病的老人的经验，没有时间，也没有办法照顾父母。一些比较有钱的年轻人。会请护工来照顾父母。那么，一些不太有钱的年轻人应该怎么办呢？说实话，这是一个非常难的问题。在中国，很多老人的退休金不高，退休金 （which means pension）。在中国，很多老人的退休金不高。不够钱请护工，有一些老人只能去养老院。但是中国的养老产业才刚开始不久，养老院不多。2022年，中国只有 3.8 万个养老院，可是60岁以上的老人大约有 2.7 亿人。我们来和英国比较一下
英国大约有 1.7 万个养老院，但是英国的人口不到7万人。60岁以上的人大约有 1,500 万。也就是说，中国可能还需要更多的养老院，也需要更多的护工。现在有越来越多的公司想在养老产业赚钱，因为他们知道中国会有越来越多的老人。但是，因为现在的养老院很少，很多养老院都特别贵，而且一些养老院不能很好的照顾老人，因为他们有太多老人了，太忙了。以后中国的养老产业会越来越好吗？我想十年以后我们就知道了。如果你是一个公司的老板，你会开养老院吗？欢迎给我们评论和我们分享哦。好啦，今天的 Mommy Chinese 就先到这里。Don't forget to check the translation and the transcripts of the podcast on mommychinese.com. 谢谢你的收听，那我们下个星期见吧。